Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm gonna be going through my last set of rest of season rankings. I've already gone through the running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. So now it's time to talk about the tight ends and let's get right into it. At number one, this guy's been here since last season. Travis Kelsey has never wavered from this number one spot. Even with the Chiefs offense struggling, he is still producing. So Travis Kelsey, a lock at number one. Then at number two, a lot of people had actually moved Darren Waller down earlier in the season. I kept him here. You know, I just like the fact that he is the clear-cut number one target on that Raiders offense. So he's going to stay here at number two. Then at number three, it is Mark Andrews really having a big season. Even though he's operating behind Marquise Brown as the number two target, Lamar Jackson has really upped his passing production, and that has greatly supported Mark Andrews. At number four, I have George Kittle who has definitely kind of had some bounce back games. After coming off of IR, he has played really well. So he slots in here at number four. I just don't think he has the same ceiling as guys like Mark Andrews or Darren Waller because the volume is just not gonna be there on that 49ers offense. Following Kittle, it's going to be Rob Gronkowski coming in here at number five. And I actually originally had Gronk behind Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson before I looked at this list. And then I just thought about it. Pitts and TJ Hawkinson both have their own kind of unique problems. Rob Gronkowski looked great in his first game back. He's clearly going to be heavily involved in this offense rest of season, and he's going to have a lot of touchdown opportunities, which I don't think you can say about Kyle Pitts or TJ Hawkinson. For Pitts and Hawkinson here at six and seven, they're both probably going to be the number one targets on their teams. But the problem is, like I mentioned, the offenses are just not good. So there could be games, you know, it's even worse for the Lions, but there are games where the Lions quarterbacks are just locks to finish with like under 150 passing yards. And that's just not enough offense to go around. Kyle Pitts maybe sort of to a lesser extent, but I mean, if you watch that Falcons Patriots game, there was nothing going on on offense. With Calvin Ridley out, teams can just focus in even more on Kyle Pitts, which is going to limit his production. Then at number eight, I have Mike Gusecki kind of starting this next tier. He's been very effective with Devontae Parker and Will Fuller out of the lineup. So I think he's a solid mid-tier tight end one. Same thing here with Dawson Knox operating on a good offense. He's going to be a red zone threat. May not have the volume of some of the guys around him, but I still think can get it done as a tight end one. Dolchin Schultz, more of a volume guy. I don't know if he has the juice when both Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup are all in the lineup, but he's going to play well if one of those guys misses. We know Cooper is COVID. We see CeeDee Lamb's dealing with a concussion. So we may not be that mid-tier tight end one we saw early in the season, but I still think can get it done as like a back-end tight end one. Then at number 11, it is going to be Pat Fryermuth. We actually just found out that Eric Ebron is going to be out for the foreseeable future, preparing for a knee injury. So he honestly could be argued to be up a few more spots, maybe ahead of Dalton Schultz. I'm still going to list him here at number 11, but he definitely has that potential if he gets kind of lucky in the touchdown department. He's clearly been a big factor in the Steelers offense when Eric Ebron is out. So he's probably going to be the number three target, you know, if you don't include Najee behind Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Then I've got Noah Fant rounding out the top 12. Don't think he has much of a ceiling on this Broncos offense just because they have to support so many weapons. And I don't really trust the quarterback play, but obviously not the worst option. And it's going to be startable on a week-to-week basis. Dallas Goddard here at 13 felt kind of low. You know, maybe you could argue him ahead of Fant, maybe ahead of Fryermuth. I'm just a little bit concerned about the lack of passing volume from the Seagulls offense. 
you know, I feel like it's either going to be him or Devonta Smith having the solid game. I don't know if both of them are going to do it unless they take up like 80% of the receiving yards. So he's still like a borderline tight end one option. Then I've got his former teammate, Zach Ertz here at number 14. You know, he could be argued up a few spots as well. I feel like when you're looking at like the back end tight end ones, early, you know, tight end twos, they're all going to finish so close together. So Ertz is kind of in the same tier. He actually has the opposite problem, basically a ton of weapons on a really nice passing attack. So he's competing with Hopkins, Kirk, AJ Green, Rondell Moore, James Conner out of the backfield, but there's also going to be more opportunities. So just two very different situations. Then we're kind of getting a little bit risky here at number 15, Tyler Higby, you know, could be a potential kind of fringe start on a week-to-week basis. I definitely had higher expectations for him coming into the season. He just hasn't had as big of a role as I was kind of expecting, but I still think, you know, with a few touchdowns, could get in as like a back-end tight end one rest of season. Got Hunter Henry here at number 16, just super, super touchdown dependent so far. Hasn't had the volume to support him, and I feel like that's going to catch up with him rest of season. Then this is where we're kind of getting, you know, really deep here. Number 17 at Tyler Conklin, kind of a fringe guy to start. You know, maybe your starter's on buy. You could plug him in, but he's going to be on waivers in most leagues. Same thing with a guy like Dan Arnold. Kind of thought he was coming around, then put up a goose egg. And number 19, I had Logan Thomas. We don't know when he's going to come back, but when he does, you could argue he's like a fringe tight end one if he can still regain that role that he had early in the season and late in 2020. And then the final tight end here, this could have gone to a few different people. Ended up going with Cole Komet, just because I think, you know, the Bears are lacking offensive weapons, but they're also lacking, you know, passing production. So kind of a trade-off there, but just a young guy who may have a hot start, but just a young guy who may be able to finish 2021 on a high note. But that is going to wrap it up for my tight end rest of season rankings. If you guys enjoyed this video, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Go check out all my other rest of season rankings if you guys enjoyed this one. But thank you for stopping by and I'll see you next time.